boya, boya, boya. Um, I'm Jay Dayim. And I'm Leslie. And we're the hosts of this podcast, Homo in Training, where we talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we provide shirtish episodes that are focused on introspective conversations with two core Latinx millennials. And our podcast has different rotation of topics every Wednesday, but on Fridays we talk about Avatar Last Airbender. And we're reaching the end. We're reaching the the, the, the fiend. This is the part fin. one the of fin. the finale. Yeah. So this is not going to be like normal episodes. We're just going to uh, ask a quick little question and jump right in. Who was your favorite teacher in school and why? You go first. <laughs> Who was your favorite teacher in school and why? That's so hard. Why would you choose <laughs> this? Who was my... I'm sick of not being included in these questions. Favorite teacher. Damn. You know what? I will say I had a teacher called Miss Edwards, and she was very, very nice to me. She was like, you know how you went to Charleston's, right? Yeah. You know how you had your homeroom teacher and then you had the other teacher yeah. that you would trade with? Yeah. She was the other teacher that we would trade with. Okay. And she was just so sweet to me. And like at the time, my parents were going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And she knew that I was, like, kind of, like, acting out mm-hmm. because of, like, what was going on at home. Mm-hmm. And she would, like, talk with me, like, every week about, like, how I'm feeling and, like, make sure that I was okay every day. Mm-hmm. And just, like, always was, like, making sure that I was taken care of, got me presents, mm-hmm. and was just... Miss Edwards, wherever you are, you're a real one. And I actually saw her when I was a freshman because I, I was friends with seniors because I was I was popular. Right, right. And one of my senior friends had um, a project at a school that Miss Edmonds was working at in Holcomb. Um, and uh, we it, we connected. She looked the same. I looked the same, and it was made eye contact. It it was a good it was a good it was a good one. Yeah, there there's a lot of teachers, you know, like. My my quiet teacher, Miss Vanderhoff, like she was very mean, very hard, very unreasonable, but made made me the singer I am today. Wow. So Wow. Um, this is kind of really hard for me because I don't know if I had a favorite teacher. I was kinda like a teacher's pet. Well, apparently you weren't since you didn't like any of them. Well, not that I didn't like any of them. I was just like very likable. Oh, Not even geez. like any like like ones in college. Or, oh yeah, so um, in college I had wow. really really good professors actually, especially like towards my junior and senior year. I did research with the director of the psychology department, Doctor Young. Hey, mm-hmm. um, he was very nice, very nice. He was very patient with me because. <laughs> I may not be the smartest in the bunch, but sure do I try. Yeah. Um, and he, they, it was just a level of smartness that he had. That he was very patient with me. And I also had this other professor that I took an anthropology class from her. Her name mm. is Dr. Alfonso Deruti. And she was very, very nice to me. And I actually didn't connect with her until after I had um, taken her class because I was teaching her son swim lessons. He, cutest little boy oh so cute so she's like didn't you take my class and i was like there could be a hundred people mm-hmm. <laughs> you just need that one she was very very nice mostly post like my college plans she was very like supportive in the fact that like i needed to pursue higher education but like 
was just trying to help me navigate what that would look like for me. Mm-hmm. And she was just like this Latinx woman who was like a doctor, like pursued like all her degrees in anthropology, did a lot of work in um, Santiago, Chile. That's where she was from. Just a very smart woman, very, yeah. very smart woman, just like doing all kinds of research on anthropology, Neanderthals, like the revolution and evolution and like all this stuff, dude, just an incredibly smart woman. And she was very nice. She really helped me, actually. Like, I was, think, very depressed, like, my senior year of not knowing what I wanted to do. And she was just there, like, just asking, like, what's next for you? You know, like, mm-hmm. you could definitely do it if you wanted to. She was like, you should do it. Like, you can do anything you want. You want. And just keep them in my heart. They did make me the woman that I am now. Aww. Cultural. That's cute. Um, And a reason why I do bring, I brought this up is because, you know, at, at Adele's recent concert, her teacher was there. Yes, she did say that. She's like, Miss... McDonald was there or something. <laughs> Did you know that she performed at the Griffith the Griffith Observatory? At the uh, the observatory. The uh on the mountain. Yes. On the mountaintop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That you could go see when you were just hiking. That hikers were literally can just. Yes. Why didn't we go? <sighs> I didn't know that was happening. Who knows? How do people Who- find out about this stuff? Yeah, dude, I saw a video where, like, people are literally like, I'm just going to see her from up here. Yeah. I thought that shit was shut down. Also, first of all, like, do you guys know how hard it is to get up there? I don't even know how to get up there. But, yeah, dude, it's it's insane. So, that, but that, but that's why I brought this up because I was like, ooh, Adele um, has her teacher. And I just thought that that was such a good moment because people don't really know how teachers really like. And since, you know, master waterbender teacher over here, so mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, just highlight the good teachers out there. Oh, and totally. If you're in the teaching profession... Thank you. Thank you. And be nice to them. Super underappreciated, underpaid. Honestly, they are the ones shaping the future of your children. Shaped our future. Yeah. Let's get into the episode. Actually... I'm going to recap what happened last episode. Quick. Basically, Qatar put up a fight. She uh, bit a little too much. She could not chew. You don't know. She bit. She she bit too much than she could. Chew. <laughs> she bit more than she could chew. Yeah. Okay. And so did Prince Zuko at first, but mm. he is a master of disguise, mm-hmm. and he's gonna get his. And we know who's gonna get his. Admiral Zhao. Sokka is basically in love and is chasing someone who's te- taken. So let's have that conversation because it's always the woman. It's actually the men. She isn't engaged. Sokka. She's betrothed Sokka. Okay. So anyways, basically, Ong's out here fucking learning from the master at Waterbender. And Katara gets her way and mm-hmm. also starts learning uh, towards the end of the episode how to waterbend. A lot of shit is about to happen because Admiral Shao has ships on deck, a whole ass fleet. And they are going towards the Avatar and Appa, of course. So Katara is learning quickly. Is a prodigy, quite literally. Um, the, uh, Paku is amazed. At her skill set was like, you are the most advanced, mm-hmm. uh, ever. She and fucked up all the little boys. Fucked up all the little boys. And she's like, even if you're destined, gives a side eye to Ong, it doesn't matter. Cause if you don't have hard work and discipline, you're not going to get anywhere. And Ang's just fucking around. Ang's just time. fucking around. Doing, doing his little laugh. Doing some willies, making some snowmans. And I'm like, oh, Ang, I love you, but Stop. And cut to Sokka, he is hanging out with Yue. Now, something happens which I would like I just to quickly ask you about. They say they're just friends, and she's betrothed, and he's 
being nice, they're being cuddly, they're writing oppa, mm -hmm. they're doing all this stuff like they're not technically doing anything. Mm -hmm. Is this problematic? It is. Yeah, it is because she likes him. And he likes her. And he likes her. I think that if they didn't, then it would be fine. Mm -hmm. Would it still look sus to other people? Yes. Yeah. Um, because it, you always have to make a narrative about if there's an opposite sex or if there's whatever hanging out. It just seems weird. Yeah. But yeah, it is problematic because they do like each other. Yeah. So. And Yue realizes it and she's like, Sokka, like... She's like, okay. I can't be with you. It's too confusing. She's like, I'm getting married. I have a commitment to my people. And to my tribe, my responsibilities. And she runs away crying. As she seems to love doing. It's the dramaticness for me. And not only is love in the air, but there's also soot. And turns out that when, obviously, because the fucking firebrands don't give a fuck about nobody. They obviously do not even care for the environment around them, which they seem to destroy every time. The whole town gets alerted that, okay, they're coming. Because Sokka's like, this looks familiar. I've seen this before. Like, they're coming to get us. Mm -hmm. And Aang's like... Not! I'm not watching. He's like, you killed my people, but you're not killing these people. You may kill a few. But not but a not lot. But not a lot. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the chief goes and tells everybody, like, hey, we need to get volunteers. Uh, this is the last time we're going to see each other. Some of you will die. Or most of you. Kumbaya. And Sokka's the first one to be like, I'm going first. Like, I have nothing to live for. I volunteer as tribute. And, and he's like, okay, Sokka, you can kind of comment down. Like, what are you trying to prove? Well, he's His trying manliness. To, also, but I think also trying to prove to the UA, like, listen, like, you did this. Yeah. <laughs> this is why. This is why I'm willing to <laughs> die. Which is like, okay, Romeo, calm down. <laughs> and um, as everybody's getting ready to fight, they're greeted with a fireball. She hits... Cold center. Dude, huge fireball. And I don't know about you, but paper covers rock. I think you're right. I actually even like felt that. Like I was shaking. <laughs> it is not looking too good for these bitches. They are attacked left and right. Aang is trying so hard with Appa to take down these ships. He does a one-two skip to my loo, <laughs> ties up these cannons, apparently blows up dozens of ships. Didn't see it. I saw him work on one. So the fact that he said dozens, I, I'm i having a hard time believing that, but okay. Makes no sense. Um, and uh, meanwhile, while they're being attacked, um, mm -hmm. they got to get the army together. Right. So part of the people in charge of the army is um, a boy. It's a boy. And then... Who has an attitude. Who? He is a little power a little trip. bitchy. He's yeah. a little bitchy. Yeah. Has a power trip mm -hmm. because he's about to be the son-in-law to the king, which means he's marrying Princess Yue. And you know who <sighs> is not taking a liking to that? Prince, Prince Sokka. Prince Sokka. Sokka. <laughs> I'll call him Prince Sokka. He's like, you little dusty ass bitch. Yeah. And the other guy's just like, yeah, he's like, she's cute and all, but... I get brownie points with her dad. I'm about a, to get the throne. And Sokka's mad. They fight. They bicker. He's off the mission. He's like, you're out. Yeah, you're a peasant. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, with the Fire Nation, Uncle Iroh and General Zhao are looking at the damage that they're causing. And what does Uncle Iroh say to General Zhao? What's the conversation they have? Uncle Iroh's like, listen, bitch. We need to do this daybreak thing and also the moon. The moon's about to shine bright like a diamond. 
and you need to you need to be careful. You need to and you need to know what you're doing as admiral. And admiral is always like, I know. I'm thinking about a solution about that moon, hmm. which makes me think like, what you're gonna blow, what blow up the moon? Blow up the moon? <laughs> you can you understand? Can you hear yourself, Been admiral? Known. While that's happening, there's Prince Zuko in the back sneaking out. He is, and Uncle Iroh's telling him like, "Where's the plan? Mm-hmm. Where's the plan, Stan? Mm-hmm. You you've been here. You need to figure out what you're gonna do because if you don't, the Avatar will find a way to escape, and you're gonna be left with nothing again. What are you gonna do?" And he's like, "I'll figure it out." And he's like, "You just don't understand. Like, you don't got backup. You ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan." <laughs> um, and he's like, "It's fine. I'll figure it out." And Uncle is very worried, and he's like, well, please, like, cover your ears and, like, be careful and let me know. Like, send me a text. <laughs> let me know you're going to be okay. Uh, text me uh, Text me when you get home. <laughs> and cut to the gang is hanging out with Princess Yue staring at the moon, and Yue tells everybody, like, well, the moon was one of the first air, uh, waterbenders. Mm-hmm. Our people learned from how they would pull the tides and now they're part of who we are. Mm-hmm. What would she say? The heart is the moon and the what is the ocean? I forget what she said. She said something uh, something gay like that. But she but she was dropping wisdom on the moon, which then made Aang get like an idea yeah, of he, like the spirits and stuff. Yeah. And so he was like, you know, like the flashlight was, was blinging in his head like the thinking cap. And so um, Princess Yu... Then is like, I mean, you could connect to the spirits. You could. Mm-hmm. And takes them to this little door. Yeah, and Aang's like, ooh, connect to the spirits. They could probably fight. Mm-hmm. Fight them. And Yue's mm-hmm. like, well, or they could give you wisdom. You yeah, know? or that. Like, you can't bring back the spirits. <laughs> Aang! Oh. Yeah. He's like, and also you have to find them by yourself. I can only show you how to get there, but, like, that's up to you if they find you and you find them. Yeah. And she was like, let me take you where the magic happens. Mm. It's really pretty. It's so pretty. It is, like, a waterfall, but, like, a, imagine a little park that is all green in the middle of the fucking Antarctic, dude. It's so pretty. So pretty. I'm so obsessed. So it looks like there is some koi fish in a little pond mm-hmm. representing what? What What are they representing? The yin and the yang. Uh, Aang is trying to concentrate, <laughs> trying to focus, and the girls are not making it easy for him. The girls are gossiping, as they normally do. And Aang's like, can you shut the fuck up and get <laughs> out of my face? He snaps at them. Please. He's frustrated, which he normally doesn't snap. So I think this goes to show that he's, I think, stressed. For sure. Yeah. And he zones out like we all do. Uh-huh. And it snaps into the spirit world. Right. So now Aang's gone. He's a goner. With Sokka, remember he got kicked off the the team. Right. The guy who kicked him off was just like, listen, I ain't kick you off because I think you're a little bitch. I mean, you're that. You are, but that's not why. I need you to... Take care of my girl. Protect my girl. And he's like, oh, are you a... I can do that right now. He's like, I was like, you tried that last night. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? (laughs) And Um, um, when Zuko escaped in... um, prior when we were talking he found like a little breathing hole mm-hmm. that these little uh, sea lions sea lion turtles were going in uh-huh. and Zuko is cold he's freezing he's trying to find his way into the fucking the um, temple and he is 
going against water, he's almost diving, drowning. He's diving all kinds of places that you're not supposed to dive into that it seems like they're off limits, but he's like, I'm just going to burn through them. He gets to Aang while he's meditating with Katara and he's like, Hey bitch, remember me? I come for what's mine. And she's like, this is my friend. I'm going to protect him. And surprisingly, which we already know, she actually puts up a really good fight because Very good. she's learned a few new tricks. And Zuko comments on that. He's like, oh, looks like someone's been learning someone found a master to teach them um so she, i'm not gonna lie she had him for the first half she did but <laughs> she hella had him but that sunrise that sunrise fucked her up and zuko was like guess what bitch you're with the moon i'm with the fucking sun and what bam 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 steals ink snatches him and, takes and you're not the, supposed to and takes him to the tundra i'm not sure what's happening so now they're both going to be cold and probably die. And it's like, okay, so was this your plan? This is what Uncle Iron was like, you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan. So now he's hustling and bustling while, like, a storm is happening. And the Fire Nation is closing in. They're in. Oh, they're actually <laughs> in, actually. And it doesn't look... Good. It doesn't look good. And obviously, Appa shows up concerned with uh, Sokka and Princess Yui, which is like, get out! You're about to be married! And um, Katara feels really bad because Katara's like, they took him right under my nose. Yeah. She was so confident. She was. But I mean, that's what happens. You you get too confident because some things are going your way. But you also forget that Suko's not only is he like a really good firebender, he's also like, f- like the Fire Lord's son. So you don't think he got the best training he could ever have? Like, what And also fuck? like he's really much going in with like a vengeance. So, like, he's he's determined. Yeah. And if it's not, like, jumping in a random-ass, like, ice field, who knows what. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Bye. Bye.